welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Here at Bathurst in the Forest, my very special guest, Lisa Collie, Rascal Rabbit, Josh Martin. It's great to have you back on the show. Drive fast and try not to crash. Hello and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with me, Hugh Hattrick. And tonight we have a very special guest who has stood in at the last minute because unfortunately Riley Phillips, who we were expecting tonight, is unwell. But his father has stepped in. So we have Andy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hugh. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And thank you very much for stepping in at the last minute. Now, poor O'Reilly is off due to ill health um, with a very, very bad migraine. So we hope he makes a speedy recovery. Um, but Andy, you've, you've uh, decided to step in and tell us a bit about the history of Riley um, and how he got started in go-karting um, and how the whole kind of story has developed from there. So in terms of uh, his uh, motor racing career and with karting, how did it all start? Um it didn't really start out with um, us going like, "Ooh, let, let's go go karting and, and see if that's uh, kind of you know fun," or, or "Let's go and be a, a, a race driver." I think, and um, it started off out of a bit of desperation. Really, we'd um, we'd moved Riley to a different school, and it hadn't worked out at all, and it all went a bit wrong. Um, and eventually, he ended up getting um, expelled from the school. And at that point, he was really um, kind of crushed confidence wise and and uh, didn't think he was good at anything he wasn't particularly um, wasn't like sporty and and uh, didn't think he was particularly academic although he is actually quite clever um so he was really crushed at that time and uh, he'd always uh, so we were looking for something where he could go and build his confidence you know something that he could mm. you know just get his get his confidence back in and something that he was good at and um he'd always like I'd had a uh, some sort of racing rig at home um, for pretty much ever or whatever and he used to sit on my lap and we used to you know race GTR drive laps of uh, of, of Spa and uh, it soon became his rig you know by three years old he was, he was stood up on the rig and driving laps of, of Spa around uh, on GTR so we knew he you know he loved cars and he was quite good on the sim so we thought well and, and actually it was his mom who is also uh, quite a motorsports fan and loves loves the F f1 and, and stuff so she said um why don't we take him karting and i was quite i was quite reticent because my dad had raced a few things um so it's kind of in the blood but he'd always said you know and i'd learned um you know cars cost a lot of money and racing cars cost even more money so uh i was i was a bit reticent that we were going to start something that we couldn't couldn't finish and it, but it's, you know we were in a desperate situation at, at this point so so debbie suggested that we took him karting and I think he was seven. Well, he was definitely still seven. And um, we took him to Thruxton, who were running. They used to run a kids um, training cart course there. And uh, so we thought, well, you know, that'll be a way of dipping the toe in here and, and seeing seeing what it was like and seeing if he liked it or not. You know, so we took him there. And I, somehow or another, I think we wang got him on the course. I think they were supposed to be eight. It was in between um, eight and 14 that uh, they were supposed to be. And uh, and we wang got him on the course with um, the instructor, Des. And uh, yeah, I mean, he just put the helmet on and, you know, they've gone through all the safety stuff and everything else. And then they went off, you know, and 
you know the other children were fairly reticent and riley just went and just disappeared you know and uh, whenever you know they bothered even by like the end of the course where they've been doing it for several weeks and he was still absolutely ripping past everybody and um you know winning all these these the events that they were putting on there against these 14 year olds and stuff and des came over me and uh, we're still friends now you know and he said the immortal words to me he can do this you know <laughs> and i said i was afraid you were going to say that but the but the biggest thing was that, that riley was you know smiling and happy and um you know was alive again and that that was the massive driver for us so you know that's what started him off in in karting mm -hmm. that's brilliant and it must have been a great kind of as you say great to see him kind of grow in confidence because uh, being able to race i mean it is great fun especially if you're winning races too um i mean that must have been a huge thing and you were in the, in the pre-show build up there you were saying that, that uh, he was allowed to take his go-karts into school with him um, and show his, his mates that must have really helped him quite a bit also just gaining <clears throat> confidence from his peers yeah it was we moved to another school and um the headmaster there paul scarf was was absolutely fantastic and um he'd been gaining confidence on on the cart track and there you know he would like yeah this is my environment but at school he was still um you know very shy and you know didn't didn't have the confidence you know and at the previous school he literally got to the point where he was just hiding under the table you know hiding yeah. under his desk and things so people didn't pick on him or see him or, or whatever so it was quite it was quite extreme um so he went to paul scarf and he was like look i'm sure we can help and uh, he was fantastic so he was like oh you know here he's you know he's into you know these go-karts and has now got his own go-kart and um you know let you know we kind of talked to him and he was like yeah bring the go-kart in i'm happy for him to bring it in and let you know he can talk him through it we can have it as a as a side junction to the science lesson you know where we can talk yeah. about friction speed and all this sort of stuff yeah. so so we took his honda cadet car in into school and he showed everybody and uh, fired it up and uh, um <clears throat> yes uh, uh you know impressed everyone with it with his go-kart and then he was you know he was also winning trophies as well so wow. um paul scarf was was fantastic and very cunning um and he he would get uh, he would go like well riley what we'll do is you know as you've got this this trophy you know you don't have to say anything or do anything but I'll, um we will you know we do like to to present it at school you know and it's something that's good on the school and stuff so you know if you come up on stage i'll give you the trophy and i'll i'll talk about it and then and then you can uh, you know then you go down or whatever so riley was like okay well, probably deal with that <laughs> so he got him up on stage you know in, in uh, assembly you know in front of the whole school you know and he's taking the trophy he wins a, another trophy the next month because <clears throat> they have these um the first five races in in uh, motorsport uk uh when you when you sign up a novice um you end up being a novice so until you get your full license you have to do five races but they have novice trophies so which are just between the novices so and i think there was 10 there was 10 novices at uh, when we started so it was quite a, quite competitive you know obviously yeah. and he won four out of five novice trophies that's really good. um in those sort of month after month so the, that first sort of four months um they had these trophies to take in and every time he took in an, a new trophy then paul scarf would go like well you just um you just uh say your name riley then and then so you just like give him the microphone and you just go oh, i am riley phillips and he goes oh great and you won this trophy at clay pigeon and then he'd get him to say a few more words each time you know until yeah, eventually he was yeah. like oh yes yeah, just welcome up riley phillips and uh, we've got a trophy <laughs> for him you know riley tell us about this trophy then you know and then then he was like talking in front of the whole school yeah. within sort of four or five months so it was an amazing 
turnaround where he transferred his confidence from from racing um you know brought it into school with the help of the headmaster kind of transferring that environment in in into school um yeah, yeah and uh yeah he kind of went on to to blossom under paul scarf's wing um paul did a really amazing job with us uh, uh, and riley helped that's, him a lot that's <laughs> fantastic and um, we've got a, a quick a question here from one of our viewers uh, stephen scott uh, and he's asked were you involved in racing when you were younger um, or did it just get into it with him when your son started so my dad um used to race cars and he used to scramble a few bikes and things as well and um so we were brought up um my brother and I just going sideways uh, wherever <laughs> in the back of a car. I think my dad was joking about some like, you know, when we were babies strapped in the back of his TR or something, you know, and foaming at the mouth doing 100 miles an hour. And whatever. I was just like, you know, doesn't doesn't beg thinking about really. Um, so the kind of, you know, petrol was in the blood, as it were. Uh, my dad was is very talented on wheels two or four or three wheels it doesn't seem to matter um and i think it might have passed me by a little bit but my brother and i were always just mad petrol heads so we built like just push go-karts you know when we were little kids and stuff you know and so we yeah. like race these go-karts down the hills and we had some horrendous crashes you know i mean we just we'd go to the top of the steepest hills that we could find no brakes no brakes on these carts just a push cart push off race down the hill it's just an open road. We didn't like close it off or anything. If a car had come the other way, we've got no brakes. We just, just you know, so you know, obviously we'd end up going too fast with no brakes and then skid off the road and go over a hedge or crash into a red ants nest hill, which happened one time. You get bitten, stupid. Oh, you know, it's like it was mad. So, so then you know, we but we didn't have any money to to race. So I haven't really you know, I've done corporate days, I've done track days and things like that, but I never had enough money to race. I knew it was kind of too expensive. We didn't really have enough money for decent cars. So we used to cobble cars together. And um I think yeah. probably Hugh, you know, being grown up in Scotland, you know what the the, the road's a racetrack sometimes. Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do this, children. The road is not a racetrack, okay? Um <clears throat> don't do it. How I survived from uh, eighteen to yeah, late twenties. I have absolutely no idea. I crashed a lot of cars um, and then had to fix them myself. And in fact, oh god, do I tell the story of how long my first car lasted? Yes, go on, absolutely. So um, my that. first car was uh, a Mini Eight Fifty. Oh um, yeah. It, it was C Reg the first time around. Um, so it was it was a very old car, and I spent six months rebuilding it um, in in a garage freezing cold it had been hand painted um, and when i got it uh, yeah. brown hand painted Ooh. brown with a brush <laughs> so it yes yeah. i can tell what it looked like so i rubbed it down rubbed it down by hand no machines nothing i rubbed it down by hand and resprayed it rebuilt yeah. the engine had to rebuild all the brakes i mean nothing nothing worked on it um got it back on the road again and it was like it was really slow i was like doesn't go you know and uh, I said to my brother, it's really slow, you know, it's like doesn't pull away or whatever, you know, can't even spin the wheels in it. And he was like, what do you mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and he got in it, of course, you know, he's like flooring it, drop the clutch, you know, he can actually spin the wheels in an 850 Mini. I think it only had about 34 horsepower or something. But anyway, he showed me how to drive it fast. <laughs> so, yes, uh, imminently, I'd only passed my test for about three weeks after he showed me I could drive it fast. I only kept the car on the road for another six weeks before I managed to write it off into a hedge. <laughs> <clears throat> um the hedges uh, down in cornwall are, are made out of uh, they might not like look nice grassy moles but they're actually got big con uh, they've got big granite blocks at the bottom of them 
um, so when so when you drive into them the the <laughs> six inches of mud comes off and then you arrive at a immovable granite block um, so that was the end of the mini um, it lasted uh, two months i think uh, before i wrote it off so that was my first write-off that's no, I, but... no i said first <laughs> <laughs> so, carry on carry on oh. you know? <laughs> But that, I think when you have a kind of when you have a love for motorsport, you love driving, and then you get into this habit of driving cars quite fast. It is when it, you're kind of learning all the time. Uh, I know that me and my friend yeah. Jonathan, who's in the comments there, um, he had a farm, so we were able to go to his farm and drive on the, the old tracks of the farm roads and in the fields mm. and things like that, and that really really helped. And nearby there was Brunton, uh, which was an old aerodrome, yes, and we were allowed yeah. to drive on that just near Annick. Um, and uh, so that was really good because his father was fantastic, very generous, and we had a legacy turbo, and he allowed us to drive this nice. legacy turbo. Um, it was a twin turbo, and it was a fantastic machine. Um, I used to race around the, the outer kind of circuit, and it was quite a rough track at that point. Um, but it, it, it got a lot of the kind of, not just the confidence out of you, but you kind of the overconfidence because you have to be able to be sensible. Yes. Um, but, and, and that's, but you have to learn that one way or the other, um, I think, especially when you like to drive. Um, but you were saying it was one of many. Were there other standout <sighs> cars that didn't last too long? Um, I had a Ford Escort after that, Mark. Two, I think it was one with the square headlights, but it was like the Mark, like the oh, yeah, Mark the One thing. They? But they did a, like a square headlight later edition of yes, it. I it was one of those, which was also metallic. Well, it was metallic brown, so it wasn't quite as bad. But I resprayed the mini red and black in Cooper colors. But this, this was I was back to brown cars. I was I stuck with brown cars. Um, and the Escort was was a great car actually, um, really good. But I did I dented it on every single panel. Even the roof was uh, was not. Uh, without a dent i was following a lorry one time and i was obviously following it way too close because i'm trying to get past it down the lanes and it knocked a branch off a tree and the, the branch fell on the roof <laughs> of the car um, and my friend was messing around and i'm messing around with them and they were carrying a ladder and i'm like vroom, vroom, can't get out of the way and ended up getting too close to them and they dropped the ladder on the bonnet and that dented the bonnet and then various crashes occurred to damage the rest of the car but it was it was like every single panel on the car had had a dent on it so it was like yeah. just a magnet for dents that car but i didn't write that one off <laughs> i did have some i have had some very scary accidents so you definitely don't want to drive too fast on the road and i'm luck, definitely lucky uh, to to be here and some of them yeah were quite quite interesting and quite nasty but yeah, I but think yeah. it's, I mean, in those days as well, I mean, I think we grew up in the 90s uh, kind mm. of driving, and by that point, safety did improve quite a bit. You know, you had a lot more cars with ABS brakes and things like that, or, and, and some cars even had traction control. And I think that that also kind of made you realise what you could and couldn't do um, in a car quite quickly. And when you drive a car nowadays, any kind of higher car that you get a hold of, they're always quite easy to drive, you know, and you can you can have great fun with them uh, because they're so they're, they're quite well set up. But in the old days, when you see it was you know Escort Mark IIs and Montegos, and you had quite a lot of power in some of these MG turbos and different cars that you may have had, but not much grip. So you had to be your skills had to be definitely um, pretty good to be able to, to make them all work. Um, but um, I was going in terms of Riley's career. He said he's won a lot of, uh, of trophies and, and he's won championships at karting. What, what were the championships that he won? Because I know he's done extremely well. Uh, yeah, he um, the first championship he won was at uh, Landau Minibacks uh, Championship there. So he was champion at Landau Minimax 2014. Um, that year he came fourth at Wilton Mill and fourth at Clay Pigeon as well. And then we went on to do the, the next year 
um, more kind of seriously at Wilton Mill in the Minimax Championship, and he won that in 2015. Um, and then, because he's so tall, I don't know if you, he's like six foot, and he was growing crazy. And this is kind of um, in Honda Cadets, he was already sort of outgrowing it, even though he, you know, he wasn't old enough to to move up into minis, and that was one of the problems we kind of struggled with. And but he came for we did the National Karting Association um, Championship in in Hondas, which is kind of a national one, goes around all the all the ones, and he came. I'm gonna say he came third in that. Might be, wow! Yeah, might be doing a dis disfavor third or third or fourth. Don't know. Uh, in in the in the in the Hondas, <clears throat> um, but then we moved into minis, and that's when he really started enjoying it. He struggled a kind of bit with the Hondas, because the Hondas were very kind of bash your way to the front, um, yeah. and there's quite an age gap. You know, in Hondas, you can be up to thirteen, I think. So there was, um, you know, thirteen-year-old children there that were not uh, <clears throat> that were short in stature but obviously you know much much older in uh yeah, yeah more aggressive in uh, mentality uh, and, and experience you know so it's very yeah. you know eight, an eight-year-old against a 13 year old in any sport is you know he's going to get bashed on they <laughs> basically yeah, um, and, and that and that level of experience as well so you know it's pretty difficult uh for a young uh a young cadet i think um but yeah. he, when he moved so he moved into because of size he had to move into minis when when he was when he was old enough so he was always at the very bottom of the uh, age group in any of the things that he competed in so we did minis for for two years but then he was too big for minis and even in the the year that we competed um in minis you know so he was 12 to 13 that that year 12 um you know he's racing against 15 year olds or whatever but he was too tall you know and we had to get the seat scraping on the ground and trying to get his weight low yeah. you know to keep the cart fast but he won the championship at Wilton Mill 2015, then moved into um, juniors because <clears throat> of his size. We had to move up um, and won the championship in, in juniors his first time out at Wilton Mill as well. And then we defended the championship uh, at Wilton Mill in juniors um, and he won that. Uh, and then had, you know, we won it with a couple of races to spare, to be fair. Um, and he tried out. A senior race um at will mill because he was like oh, i want to try seniors and just you know see what see yeah. what it's like but he said oh, i want to dominate it like juniors you know and i said well you know it's it's different you know and you've not been in the senior car we didn't do any practice or anything we literally turned up on the saturday that was his first time in a senior car um they're slightly different because they've got like the power valve um on there um <clears throat> but apart and i guess it's it's pretty similar well, they weigh they've got more power they've got the power valve and and they weigh more so yeah it's, it's it, you know to to compete um i thought it was quite a challenge really as we hadn't done any practice or anything um and then he won all the heats in the final <laughs> as well oh, anyway <laughs> in the seniors so we're like right okay um so we were That's wondering brilliant. what to do for the next year and then we decided to move to try and move to cars rather than carry on with um karting because a karting budget to do any more than than club racing if you were going to go national or you know european or whatever then the, the karting budget is you know ridiculous basically it's the same sort of money as you need for for cars so yeah you know we yeah. thought about how to step up and challenge him at the, at the next level but so we thought yeah let's go straight into senior cars and we thought about junior cars as well um so you can do junior saloon car which is the saxo oh, uh, yeah. V, yeah. vtr <clears throat> um yeah. 
so that that we thought about that for an option um but again it looked like there was quite a lot of damage and quite a lot of people were going straight into that with not a lot of race experience so um it just looked like it was a bit of a crash fest really <laughs> so we thought mm, okay let's just step past junior racing and go to senior racing then and just start straight off there um and we looked around for something that was going to give us you know time in the seat so we could learn really and that's why we ended up coming up with um endurance racing and, and fun cup yeah so what's the kind of the, the whole thing about the fun cup how does that work and what kind of cars are in the fun cup so the fun cups are one make uh, race series and it's a silhouette of a vw beetle with a big wing on All the back right. <clears throat> um so they look so they look like um beetles which looks quite fun but actually underneath it's um it's a full space frame so that means it's a just a tubular frame yeah. basically and the engines in the back um and they run on um cut slick tires basically so proper race tires it's a proper race car underneath it's not you know anything to do with a beetle sequential yeah, yeah. um gearbox you know full single seat there's just a single seat uh race car so it's a full single seat race car which they do endurance races on which are normally sort of four to six hours long um wow. you normally run with it with a team of three drivers normally some some teams run run with two um so yes yeah, you have all the whole pit stop driver changeover strategy fuel strategy wow. you know yeah. the whole thing to try and to try and uh, still be at the front of the of the train of cars after four to six hours so so it's great wow. fun and it, it's got all that element of um you know strategy and pit stops and driver changes and all that sort of thing yeah that sounds great and where do they race about is it just all across britain yeah it's all over yeah so they do you know donnington alton park silverstone browns hatch um and we also they were throwing in a few international races as well so we went across to zanvoort uh, oh, yeah. in the, in the netherlands which was uh before they changed it uh for the f1 season which then never happened um but yeah fantastic track really love that track it's just undulating swooping yeah it's, yeah, it's really isn't it? yeah, yeah really amazing um track so i hope they haven't ruined the the flow of it now they've they've changed it and made it more heavily banked and widened it uh for f1 i, I hope they haven't ruined the flow of it It'd i've only played it in simulators and i've got f1 2020 that was the first time i've ever been around there um and it did look quite <clears throat> quite good quite hard um quite a hard track to get used to the rhythm i think yeah. it all works you know um but i think it should be really good but you're saying that riley's done pretty well in in, in the front cup as well um what was his, what were his results like when he started so yeah so the first year um he was the youngest ever fun cup driver and um because uh yeah he was just sick after his the race um that he did in in the june he was 16 and 14 days or something so that made him the youngest <laughs> fun cup wow. driver ever um and he had an english exam on the friday so so we couldn't do practice so we just um turned up on the on the race day uh, on the saturday on the race day um straight in, into race day and he'd never been in the single seat car before they they he'd had a few goes in a twin seater um with an instructor but he wasn't allowed out because he was too young uh, in yeah. the car on his own so race day was the first day so we set him off uh, <clears throat> in the race uh, well in in qualifying first time he'd been out in a single seat race car on his own because yeah. like there's eight, 80 drivers um across the grid there and he was eighth fastest out of 80 drivers never having been in the single seat car so it was like phenomenally quick 
Um, yeah. And we did a few races that that year, but we didn't do the full season because he wasn't wasn't old enough. Um, and then in the second year, um, we changed teams and then did the full season with Dispatch Bay. Um, and he won won two races and came second in another one with that with that team. So he became the youngest ever um, BRSCC Fun Cup winner. Um, oh. So that was that was great. But we had a lot of um, car reliability issues basically and yeah. the car broke on quite a lot of occasions so um got to the end of that season as well yeah and didn't 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 have a drive um the team wanted to do something different as well and we'd, we'd had issues with the car kind of thing um so you think being a young driver and winning races and stuff doesn't doesn't mean that you get a drive we were still had to hunt around and get a drive and he'd actually organized to get himself on the um the stand of autosport for, for fun cup and asked um, Paul Rose, the the owner, if he could go and you know, rep, you know be on the stand and whatever and do some work and stuff. So while he was on the Fun Cup stand, then he was talking to other teams that were coming along basically, and then talked to one of the teams and they said, "Oh, what are you doing for this year?" And then he said, "Well, I don't know. I haven't got a drive yet," um, <clears throat> which was quite late because it was like the end of January and normally everybody's sewn up by that kind of point. Uh, and they said, "Well, you know, we've just." lost our driver actually that that we had so we've got a space you know and we'd we'd be happy to take you in um so still super young um you know 17 um yeah it's 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 super young for somebody to trust them with the you know their sixty five thousand pound endurance car and their season of endurance you know they've seen that he's quick but you know he's obviously a young kid you know is he hot-headed is he you know will he do as he's told is he is he going to work with the team you know there's there's all those sorts of things to kind of consider so i was really you know happy and honored that the asymmetrics team let let us in there and it was a car that we'd come second to uh at zanville actually um so we knew the car was was quick and um yeah we we'd hoped it would be as quick as it was and and uh yeah in 2020 um when when we joined the team obviously it was a the season didn't kick off until the end of the year but um Mm-hmm. Uh, they did really well and um, won out of the five races they won two and came second twice I think so, and, and won the championship it did go oh, down to the last race but um, yeah so now he's the youngest ever Fun Cup champion so that's brilliant now we've got one of the guys in, in the chat is Jack Balding who I believe is 12 years old and does go-karting and is very good at karting um, so this is a, a perfect show for him tonight to hear from uh, a rival's father and how it's all worked out. If you could give advice to a young karting uh, a racing driver, what would be what would be your advice to him? Um, time in the seat, I think, is a massive thing. It's one of the kart bosses always used to one of the uh, Mike that runs Clay Kart Shop at, at Clay Pigeon. Um, he'd always just go like, it's just, it's just. He's um, he's Scottish. Can I do a bad Scottish impression? He's, oh, yeah, just time it, just time in the seat. And and um, <laughs> but yeah. So Riley used to love love driving, and and we were just mad. We we'd just be out like thunder. You know, it would be blisteringly cold, raining, whatever. And we just go like right. I'm going to the cart track, and we just go to the cart track every weekend. And no, you know, yeah. no be nobody there. You know, and it's sideways rain. You know, and he's just <laughs> going round lap after lap, lap after lap. Come, and then he'd drive in, and then goes like, I can't get out of the seat because I can't move my legs anymore. You know, it's like, 
should probably go home then, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got pictures of him with um, this mega dark sky, you know, it's absolutely thundering with rain and there's a kind of rainbow in the background and, and we're at the track and he's like this, he's like, yay. He's like, yay, you know, we're at the track, absolutely sodden. Um, so I think one of the things is just put the time in um, yeah. and, and be patient, you know, and Riley was a master in the wet and, um, <clears throat> You know, the, the big reason was was because we used to go out every weekend, whether it would rain or shine. So we had plenty of practice in the wet. So when it rained, um, it was no no problem uh, for him, you know, and, he, and that built it also built his his skill up, you know. Yeah, no. So I was going to say, you know, put the time in. Um, and be patient. You know, I think we would we would uh, before we, we came on, we were talking about um, you know, learning about life and, yeah. um, you know, perhaps the school's not uh, teaching some life life skills like they did in the olden days. But I, I, karting's, um, it's a tough sport. I mean, most sport is the most unfair sport there is. You know, in football, you can get a foul, you know, you, you get fouled, you fall over, but you're not, generally, you're not out of the match. Um, and the team's certainly not out of the match and you get a free kick and whatever. And certainly things, you know, happen that turn football games and, and whatever and you can yeah, get injured. Yeah and things but generally you know in, in in most sport if something happens if you're in a cart race and somebody hits you and takes you out that's it it's, it's over yeah, that's, yeah. And, and and so i think it's um you know just like life you know things are unfair and you just have to pick yourself up again and come back to the next race and i think that was one thing that you know riley learned was there was always another race and we never never gave up you know things would happen you know you'd get taken out three times in a row in in the heat whatever and then turn yeah. up in the final but his head would would never go down and he'd always yeah. just like and he never because he, he never knew what was going to happen you know and um i think in the first year that he won mini max at uh, wilton it was incredibly competitive and we were three quarters of the way through the, through the season i think we were fourth in the championship um i didn't think we stood any chance of, of winning it we possibly thought we might be able to pull a podium out of it and then he ends up winning it and the last on the very last race in the last wow. you know laps of that race then he, yeah. he wins the championship so so never give up um you know learn try and learn something from every race and just there's always another race come back and race again and keep your chin up that's brilliant and does Riley have anyone that particularly inspires him in terms of in, in motor racing, perhaps other racing drivers that he kind of looks up to? <clears throat> um, interesting. I, I think he likes a few racing drivers, but it's not been something that, like, as I said, how we started out racing, um, you know, yeah, he loved cars and to, you know, to, to race and just driving itself was the reward for him. And he, he's not really got any like massive, idols that he's always gone like yeah i want to be like that or follow that person yeah, and yeah. he certainly respects and follows um drivers um <clears throat> his mom really likes max verstappen and i don't and um he's talented <laughs> but i just don't like him um and i think you know he really liked um jensen button um and obviously you know massive respect for lewis hamilton is a amazing yeah. driver um but we followed kind of Lando Norris was a few years older than Riley and um but we were you know we he was always the elusive shadow so he was always yeah, up a yeah. few things and um there was obviously a few people saying checkbook racing with with him he had money behind him but I have yeah. uh respect for for Lando because I know that he also raced every single weekend he yeah. like I don't um 
tracked his career, you know, and, and watched him. And I don't remember him ever having a race off since he was eight years old until he got to Formula Goodness. One. I don't think he's yeah. had a, a weekend off, you know, because they used Goodness. to race the British Championship, the European Championship, the Asian Championship. And that was wow. just in, in, in karting. And then in cars, he did the same thing. He was always running three or four championships per year. And uh, so, huge, so you know, okay, well, he's got the money to do that. Okay, yeah, well, yes, he has. But um, he also had the determination and mental toughness to go out and, you know, and drive and, and, and do what it takes to, to do that every single weekend. And I think you've got to have that kind of relentless passion to, to go on, um, you know, to, to be great. I think Lewis has probably got the same sort of drive and passion as well. So. Yeah, no, I think, as you say, it sounds a little bit like Jim Clark, doesn't it? Because he used to go all over the world doing different championships along with Formula One and they do touring cars and, and Formula Two and all sorts and go to New Zealand and Australia and South yeah. Africa and then they pop back into Britain for a Grand Prix as well. You know, it'd be, it's, it's quite, I think I do have a lot of time for Landon Norris as well. I have to say, I think, I think his performance last year was excellent uh, and I think it'll be really interesting to see how he does this year. I'm quite looking forward to to Formula One. So are yeah. you a bit of a, a, bit of a Formula One uh, fan as well? Do you quite enjoy watching it if you get a chance? Yeah, if I get a chance, I, I like watching it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I'm not an aficionado, and don't you know? I don't. I've not got a great memory for, um, uh, you know, um, facts and figures and things. But yeah, I, I like following it, and I like watching some of the strategy. And it, it's super interesting. I think I'm just I'm going to throw something in and uh, probably annoy everyone. But everyone's kind of taking pot shots at Lewis at the moment and uh, going, "Oh, well, he's not that great. He's just been in the best car, you know." And uh, and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, great," you know. And um, I was kind of thinking that George might might uh, it was a big step for George Russell to jump into yeah. that car and be quick. So I was super impressed um, with him uh, and that weekend that he did there it was a bit cruel. It didn't turn out better for him. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. It was very, very but, tough. You know, I go like that car. <clears throat> it's a team effort to get that car as good as it is, and you need a yeah. you need a great driver giving great feedback to a great team to continue having a great car. If you haven't got that great feedback coming back from a driver knowing exactly what needs to be changed to make that car quicker and that relentless determination to like find that um, hundredth of a second because that's what they're finding in, in F1, then the yeah. car doesn't get better and better. It will stay still and somebody else will overtake you. So, yeah. of course, that's a great car. And when another and anybody could jump in that car and drive fast, it's like, yes, because Lewis and the team have made it a great yeah. car it's not just the team the big yeah. big big part of that is the driver feedback and that's what you know um lewis has has done it's funny that lewis has always been in the fast car it's yeah. funny that isn't it Co coincidence <laughs> i remember watching him i used to go to the testing and we went out in 2008 to uh, to jerez in spain uh, and that was the first time i'd ever seen the formula one testing and the first car i actually saw coming around uh, was lewis in the mclaren uh, and it was great to see. And, and you could tell from the word go, there was an excitement about him. Um, I think he brought a lot of enthusiasm. And just that, I think we were looking for a new British driver at the time. as so, well. I mean, yes, we had Jensen, but we were, we, he wasn't really getting, he was struggling with some of the teams he was in. And we really hoped we would get somebody that would come through and, and make a real mark. Um, and so when, when Lewis came in and did so well in his first few years, mm. um, it was it was a fantastic. But I think after his championship, and when he went over to, uh, when he was still with McLaren, but when they were when they were struggling, he did tremendously. I mean, I, I remember following him in 2010. Um, and basically, he only lost that championship because I think there were two accidents, one at Monza and one at uh, Singapore. Uh, one, he hit Massa at, at Monza, and then he, or Massa really hit him. And then he had a clash with Weber at Singapore. And he was going to lead, he would be leading the championship. 
and with all his finishes, he would have won. So he was amazingly competitive, even in cars that were not the best. But he got, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, so I think getting into the into the Mercedes um, was a brave move at the time, and and certainly he's gone on to make it work really well. Um, it's, it, I think it's always when you get that such a big run of wins, isn't it? People begin to get a bit fed up. Um, yeah. And and I think that can that could be a thing. And I think as well, when people like Schumacher when he had this last big run of of uh, championships, but he wasn't really so political in terms of I think I suppose where no. Lewis has gone. And maybe yeah. that's that's the step, perhaps, where people are beginning to think, oh, I don't know if I like that so much. But um, yeah, but it's, it's certainly um, he's got the, the talent is is huge, and you wonder if he'll just go straight to another title this year, or will there will there be anyone there to try and stop him? Um, but it'll be the thing. So, what do you think Riley's future will be um, as after Fun Cup? Do you think he has other ideas that he would like to uh, other other um, championships he would like to uh, compete in? Yeah, sure. So, you know, Fun Cup was a was a great start and we'd love to, you know, do another season in, in Fun Cup. But yeah, we we need to start looking at other things as well. Um, obviously, you know, and it all just comes back to uh, money and backing. Uh, and we have been starting to partner with other businesses to try and try and bring them value with the coverage that he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've partnered with Sports Alive recently uh, insurance company do specialist insurance company uh, mm-hmm. specialist insurance as well as motor motorsport insurance and things um <clears throat> but yeah looking at other um other series as well so really you know i i've been uh, financing a lot of riley but didn't have a good year last year basically so it's been difficult to uh, finance the racing for this year so we haven't been able to commit to the team to defend the title in in fun cup which we would love to do and the team would love to uh to keep the team together and and, and defend the title uh you know and the other the other team members have been uh, you know trying to make that happen so that that might happen and we've also taken on um race consultants as a as riley's manager who are based in the in the Netherlands actually, um, uh, with a guy called Andres. So he's been looking at, at other options and trying to bring in to help me with a with the finance side as well and bring in some partners. So yeah, not sure. Um, you know, longer term, you know, the, the the plan is to to go into GT racing and endurance racing and uh-huh. go down that uh, channel. You need a tremendous amount of um, money to go through, you know, single seaters yeah. and there's although you need a tremendous amount of money to go down the endurance line as well it's less uh, you know is it is a magnitude less to go yeah. down the endurance side so hopefully you know he's hoping that he can get into you know gt4 gt3 um and work his way yeah. perhaps into lmp racing um uh, later yeah and you know his his goal is is to just race as much as he can and, and be a professional racing driver so wow, so we yeah. are trying to to keep that dream going oh no that's fantastic and one of the questions that we got here earlier on and also from stephen scott he said what age was your son when he got his first bottle of bubbly and uh, was he worried that he, that he wouldn't be able to open it and celebrate uh, because stephen was terrified when he worked out or when he won his first one motocross um yeah so yeah he was 16 um when he won his first race at, at fun cup yeah and was like yeah you can't give me that 
oh, you can't give that to me because I'm only 16. So, so he didn't have any, didn't get a bottle. And then the rest of the team just um, lathered him basically <laughs> with, the, with the champagne. So, um, and I don't, he's only, he's only 18 now. So um, he hasn't ever popped a, a bottle and sprayed it around and whatever, because he's not been allowed to um, have it. And normally if he does get it, then he normally hands it to his, to his mom and doesn't, doesn't spray it. So, um, so he's, he hasn't never like smashed one and, 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 and sprayed it around the place. So we're going to have to teach him how to spray the champagne, I think. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun though. And I'm sure well-deserved as he goes out and wins these races and does well in the championships. So to say about motor racing and, and kind of to help round up the show tonight, um, what, what's been your kind of craziest uh, experience of, of karting? Because obviously it's very competitive, lots of other families <laughs> there and, and, other, and then of course you've got the businesses that are promoting it. Has, has there been any kind of insane days that you remember for either everything going really well or going really terribly or just silly things that happened? Oh, there's just been lots and lots of crazy stuff. Riley's got driven over the top of there was a there was a competition called um, King of Clubs where all the clubs um, basically bring their top uh, drivers to uh, and it was going to be handed around the clubs but I think COVID ended up stopping it again so the idea was you know each um, all the clubs joined in together and brought their club drivers and then you had King of Clubs basically whoever won it it was kind of like a team thing and an individual thing so that was going on at Wilton Mill <clears throat> it's Wilton Mill's idea so they were holding the first one and because Riley was just so phenomenally quick there. They knew they couldn't let him get away in the first couple of laps. And and just coming into the spoon, one of the guys just launched it from behind Riley and just went up his back wheel, literally launched it over the top of, of Riley um, and, and took him out of the uh, out of the race, nearly broke his hand because Riley's obviously holding the wheel and the cart landed yeah. on on his hand um, and bent the, the steering wheel and the steering and all the frame of the cart bent over like this because the other cart landed on top of it. Um, <clears throat> so we had to go to uh, A&E um, with his hand like a balloon. Um, but it didn't it hadn't broken his hand but he couldn't drive uh, the next day <clears throat> to to continue taking part in it because his hand was like a balloon yeah, so that was the yeah. only time that we've we've not um that dad didn't force him to finish a, <laughs> finish a race <laughs> um which we normally did and normally if uh, we'd be nailing things on I think there's been a few other crazy races where dad's been uh, very angry about what are you doing? Look at you. You're dropping down the field like a crazy person. What are you doing? You, you know, when he started like second and he's, and it was 35 cars on the grid, I think or whatever. And he ends up coming in 18th and I'm about to go in there and give him what for to like, what the hell was that? That was rubbish. You would like, what your lines were all over the place. You know, what are you doing? You're letting people up the inside of you. You were just driving like a, you know, ridiculous. Oh, I've never seen anything so stupid in my life. So I'm just about to go <gasps> like that. And then I see that somebody's <clears throat> driven up the, uh, into the back of the, or in, into the front of the car so hard that they've ripped the, um, the uh, valve out of the tire and he's oh, driven the entire race without a valve in the tire so no air in the front tire whatsoever and still come 18th out of That's 35 good. cars so then i went wow. wow amazing drive good done well done because <laughs> <laughs> you can't really say anything else can you so uh, yeah but that was a funny funny kind of uh whoa hang on a minute um yeah just about to give him a uh you know kind of like what's going on here yeah but i think that was one of the things that it was funny things and i tried we always tried to keep it fun um, and enjoy yeah. it and not get bent out of shape even when things went wrong so i'd mm. normally have to try and uh, hold my tongue if i was disappointed and just go like yeah just leave it we're supposed to be having fun and, and, and keep it as fun and enjoy it 
Yeah, and yeah. I think that's why he still loves motorsport now because, you know, it's a love and it's a passion and we haven't made it a grind. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That sounds really good. I was going to say, actually, with all the kind of simulation training and things like that that, that you do, um, I've got friends who, who run uh, SimTrack UK, uh, or UK, which is in Leeds. Um, uh, Adam Croft um, is, is head of that, along with James Kellett. And that sounds like the kind of thing that I know they were they were taking the people who were in the Janetta uh, G33 Cup, um, and uh, and they and they were they actually they did a race at Zandvoort, or they had, they got the car set up for Zandvoort, and then the the, the chap who was at SimTrack practicing ended up winning that race at Zandvoort because they had so much uh, experience from the simulator that it worked quite well. Is that something you you know sometimes look at or doing a lot more simulator training as well, especially at this time when there's a lot of COVID uh, restrictions and things like that. Yeah, it's been a massive thing. It's always been a big thing for Riley. He's always, um, you know, as I say, you know, sat on my lap and then always, always uh, carried on running the race rig. And we used to run a kart simulator when he was was karting, you know, and, um, <clears throat> and you know, now he, he runs a car simulator. And in fact, then he kind of took it upon himself to build um, a model of the Fun Cup car because that doesn't exist in any of the simulators. And mm. um, so he built that. Um, and got some guys to help him. So they built a model in Blender and did all the measurements mm -hmm. and all sort of stuff and then imported it into a set of Corsa so he wow. could use it as, as a training tool. Yeah, um, yeah. And obviously that went a bit crazy when there was nothing to race last year in, in COVID. Then um, he mm -hmm. put up a race series and um, got all the race drivers to join that. So, yeah, he does quite quite a bit of um, sim racing and has certainly used that to, to help. We haven't had a massive amount of money to um, do test days and stuff so he normally brushes up his skills on the on the on the simulator before he turns up at the track so i think people always wonder how he can be so quick when <laughs> when he doesn't do any testing or whatever so. <laughs> he's been on the computer been on the sim rig um, doing all that training oh that's absolutely fantastic well it's been terrific andy for you to come on the show and to fill in for riley at the last minute and we do hope, hope and give our best wishes um to riley for a, a speedy recovery um and perhaps we'll, we'll get it rescheduled uh, we are actually available next next thursday um if he's available on thursday the 19th that might be a possibility um if he's feeling better by that time we can uh, we can get him back uh, to see if he's able to get on the show um but no it's been fantastic finding out about all the things that he's been doing and the support that you've given him um and how well he's done and how it's really changed his life getting into motorsport um and uh, doing karting and now going on to these great things and to be able to race and also build these sim rigs and and and, and go in and and, and we'll build the cars for a set of course and do all of that is, is a fantastic achievement um so I'm, I'm sure he'll go on to to great things but if you stay on the line at the moment i'll i'll quickly close off the show and thanks to everyone who has been watching especially to uh, jack balding racing i'm sure you've learned a lot from that and actually you're 13 now not 12 as he said in the chat um but uh, not good to insult a teenager Otherwise, they'll always hold it against me. Um, but, uh, but it's been fantastic to have everyone who's been watching tonight um, and also who'll be listening on the podcast as well. Um, we'll be back racing on Monday night um, when I'll be probably doing uh, GT Sports. I have a kind of PSN number called Fat Man in a Cheap Sim where we have a lot of fun in the game at the same time. So it's um, it's not taken too seriously, um, but we have lots of, lots of fun as we do it. Um, but thank you very much for everyone who's been watching. And I'll finish with our motto drive fast and try not to crash thanks very much andy i'll speak to you in a wee minute thank you Cheers to